So uh, I'm, I'm preaching or speaking out of Revelation chapter chapter one through three today. It's a, it's a pretty good bit, but it's amazing what how everything lines up and how God works. Because I I feel like it's kind of it's in relation to how how I've been feeling. I also started reading this book that uh, Francis Jackie Chan what Chad used to call him, Francis Chan, wrote. But I, I, I wanted to read you to in, the introduction of this book. And I want you to just keep it in mind, if you can place yourself in this situation, because I'm going to try to relate back to this at the end. But if it says, imagine you find yourself stranded on a deserted island with nothing but a copy of the Bible. You have no experience with Christianity whatsoever, and all you know about the church will come from your reading of the Bible. How would you imagine a church to function? Seriously, close your eyes for two minutes and try to picture church as you would know it. Now, think about your current church experience. Is it even close? And it says, can you live with that? And I'm just going to go through Revelation. I'm not going to read everything, but I'm going to read some of the stuff that I, that I underlined that was really speaking to me. And this, right off in the beginning, in, in uh, verse or in chapter one, it says, "And blessed are those who hear it and take to heart what is written in it, because the time is near." And when I when I look at that, and I and I think about you know, we we see God's word, we have God's words, but do we take it to heart and do we actually obey, or, or are we walking in obedience in God's word? As He's addressing the seven churches, you know, that's that's one thing that keeps. God keeps telling me all the time is is we come we come into church and we do the same things over and over and over and I feel like we get complacency sets in but we have to we have to examine our heart every day right amen we, we can't just get caught up in doing the things of life and the things of church and and getting religious and not having Jesus Christ we have to obey and and, and take to heart what God's word says says uh, down here in verse 7, look, he is coming with the clouds and every, every eye will see him, even those who pierced him, those who rejected him is what I got. I rejected him. You rejected him. And all the peoples on earth will mourn because of him, so shall it be. Amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. And I don't know about y'all, but you know, a lot of times, I feel like we, we got God over here in the closet, and we don't realize how mighty and how all he is. And we don't realize how, I think sometimes we pray, you know, we just, we just pray these superficial prayers, and we just don't trust and have the faith that God's going to deliver a lot of times. But he is a mighty God. My wife is sitting here healed from cancer When, it, when all hope was gone, he is a mighty God. He healed my wife. Just a while back, uh, Cole had a lot of warts on his body, and, and, and we were thinking it was this, and we were thinking it was that, and my wife said, I got an idea, we, so we're going to pray over him. And uh, Kim took some, took some oil and took the Bible, and, and, and she, she, she touched his warts, and she got on her knees, and she prayed, and, and, and two weeks later, the, the warts were gone. I mean, it's just, we get so caught up in thinking that, you know, 
he can't provide healing. He can't, he can't get you out of these situations. He, he took drinking out of my life. And there's so many times I struggle with, with sin in my life. And, and, you know, he's delivered me from all these things. And I just, I, you know, when I get to thinking about all God's done for me, I just, I, 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 can't, even, I can't even fathom. Because the fact that I'm standing here today in front of all these people speaking the word of God is a testimony in my life. I'm the guy, I'm the guy that was in Connect Group that says, I don't feel like talking, I'm, I, I, I can't do that. I just can't open up. I'm that guy. There's some of you in here. That, that you, I know you can relate to that because I've heard some of you say that. I'm the one, I, I'm, I'm scared to open up. I'm scared to share. I'm that guy. But I'm standing here now because of what God's done in my life. Maybe I'm getting off subject, but it's just, uh, anyway. <clears throat> I, John, your brother and companion in the suffering in the kingdom and the patient endurance that are, that are, Ours and Jesus was on the island of Patmos because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. On the Lord's day, I was in the spirit, and I heard him behind a loud voice like a trumpet. Like a trumpet. He didn't say uh, saxophone, like a trumpet. Think of the sounds a trumpet makes. This is a mighty God. Write on a scroll that you see and send it to the seven churches of Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamum, Thyatira. I'm going to not say these words right, y'all forgive me. Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. I turned around to see the voice that was speaking to me, and when I turned and saw seven golden lampstands, and among the lampstands was someone like a son of man, dressed in a robe, reaching down to his feet, and with a golden sash around his chest. The hair on his head was white like wool. Purity, justice. It's my superhero. I don't need Captain America. This, I got a God that's, this, look at, just read his word, blazing. His eyes were like blazing fire. I mean, I'm just, I'm in awe of that. When I get to reading God's word and I see these words, I'm like, I just, you know, I just want to fall down on my knees. I'm not even worthy to be even speaking his word now. His feet were like bronze going in a furnace, and his voice was like the sound of a ru like rushing waters. In his right hand, he held seven stars, and coming out of his mouth was a sharp, double-edged sword. His face was like the sun shining in all its I was breached. I don't know about y'all, but I'm glad to see some sunshine. I thought I could take, I, I told Kim several times, I'm, I, I, I love to move to Alaska and just get away from everything, but I don't think I could take the darkness in Alaska. Praise God for sunshine. Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead, and now look, I am alive forever and ever, eternity. And I hold the keys of death and Hades. Write, therefore, what you have seen, what is now, and what will take place later, the mystery of the seven stars that you saw in my right hand and the seven golden lampstands in this. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven lampstands are the, are the seven churches. And in chapter 2, it gets into addressing the churches, the churches of Ephesus. And I'm, I'm just going to jump down. I'm trying not to, I know we don't have a lot of time today because of the service day, but verse 4 says, Yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. Let me go back up. These are the words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand and walks among the seven golden lampstands. I know your deeds, your hard work, and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked people, that you have tested those who claim to be apostles but are not and have found them false. You have preserved and have endured hardships in my name for my name, and you have not grown weary. Yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. 
what is your first love? I'm thinking about salvation. What is your first love? You love that new house, fancy car, nice job, going to the football games on the weekend. Consider how far you have fallen. Repent to do the things you had at first. If you did not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place, but you have this in your favor. You hate the practice of Nicolotians, which I also hate. Whoever has ears, let them hear. And the Spirit says to the churches, to the one who is victorious, I will give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. And studying on the church of Ephesus, some of the things that, that I wrote down was uh, Ephesus, they were, they were hard working, you know, it was, they were, it was like a mother church. They were really hard, hard pushed and pressed in, hard workers, and, and, but they, they lost their, their first love. And I think about so many churches start off really good, and, they, and like I said earlier, we get caught up in, in doing all these things, but we forgot, forgot where we came from. We forgot where we started. We forgot why we done what we do. We just, we just, we get to where we just come in here, we get, put our heads down, and we don't even want to be here a lot of times. Just serving out of obligation instead of serving for Christ. We should be serving Him. If we sit in this building for the next 40 years, it shouldn't matter. If God tells us to go have a tent revival on the other field, the practice field, for the next two months, it shouldn't matter. I don't think it should. Two or more gathering in His name, there's your church, connect group. To the church of Smyrna, to the angel of the church in Smyrna, right? These are the words of him who had the first and last who died and came to life again. I know your afflictions. I know your poverty. Yet you are rich. I know about the slander of those who say they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. Do not be afraid of what you are about to suffer. I tell you, the devil will put some of you in prison to test you. And you will suffer persecution for 10 days. Be faithful. Be faithful. That's a strong two word. Be faithful. Even to the point of death. I think about, I think about the guy. I don't, Jimmy talked about a couple weeks ago. The guy, that, well, the missionary that went to this island. I mean, that morning he shared that. And I was thinking about it. This guy went to this island knowing these people are going to kill him. I mean, I don't know if I could do that. Could you do that? I mean, this guy went to this island of, of people. He's, he can't even talk their language, but he is bound and determined. He is going to get the gospel of Jesus Christ to them one way or the other. With a little boat and a paddle and a backpack, whatever he's got. But, I mean, he is that determined and he is, he is that faithful to Christ and, and on mission. I mean, we can't even get out of the house sometimes. We, we, I mean, we can't even come to church on time half the time. And this guy is piling a boat to an island where he's about to get killed, and he knows it. But he is going to get the word there no matter what. That's being on mission, church. That's what we got to do. We got to quit being lazy. We got to quit. We got to quit complaining. We got to be on mission for Christ, whatever it takes. It's going to get you out your comfort zone. Look, I'm, that's what I'm telling you. I'm right here right now. I'm out of my comfort zone. 
I can do the small group good. I can do the one-on-one good, but I'm nervous right now, but I want God to know I want to be obedient and I love him. It ain't about me. It's about what he wants. And if he tells me to do something in South Africa or wherever, I hope I got the faith and the perseverance to be able to be obedient to what he says to do. But we got to be that, church. I done got off place. <clears throat> Whoever has ears, let them hear. And the Spirit says to the churches, the one is victorious will not be hurt at all by the second death. I'm scared of flying. I will fight a 2,000 acre wildfire, but I do not like flying. I have done it, but I, I do not like flying. I don't like speaking in front of people. The one who is victorious will not be hurt at all by the second death. Fear ain't from God. That's something that Satan plants in our minds and our hearts to make us hold back. To the church in Pergamum. Say that right. To the angel of the church in Bergen, right? These are the words of him who has a sharp double edged sword. I know where you live, where Satan has his throne. Yet you remain true to my name. You do not renounce your faith in me, not even in the days of Antipas, my faithful witness who has put to death in your city where Satan lives. Satan's all around us. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you. There are some among you who hold to the teaching of Balaam, who taught Balak to entice the Israelites to sin so they ate food sacrificed by idols and committed sexual immorality. immorality. Likewise, you, have also, you also have those who hold to the teaching of Nicolaitans. Repent, repent. I may be going out on a limb and a limb might crack after I say this, but my heart, when... When the offering, or not the offering, but when the, the, at the end of the service every day, I believe everybody in the congregation will be right here on your knees. Every Sunday, this should be full up here. Even one thought of foolishness in your minds is a sin against God. One thought. There just ain't no way. Whoever has ears, let them hear right this, what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who is victorious, I will give some of the hidden manna. I will also give the person a white stone with a new name written on it, no, known only to the one who receives it. To the church in Thyatira, to the angel of the church in Thyatira, right? These are the words of the Son of God. Which, whose eyes are like blazing fire, and those feet are like burnished bronze. I know your deeds, your love and faith, your service and your perseverance, and that you are now doing more than you did at first. Nevertheless, I have this against you. You tolerate this woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophet. By her teaching, she misleads my servants into the sexual immorality and the eating of food sacrificed to idols. I have given her time to repent. Whew, how much time does he give us? I heard a guy say a while back, and it just really dawned on me, you know, yeah, we think we got all the time in the world. We, we think 
we're, we're going to do this next week. We're going to do this next Sunday. But, you know, in reality, you, you, could, you, could have a, you could have a little tweak in your hip or your toe or something and go to the doctor next week and you got diagnosed with stage 4 cancer. I mean, it happens every day. It's in our faces every day. We, we don't have all the time in the world. It says he's going to come like a thief in the night. I had given her time to repent for her immorality, but she is unwilling. How many of us is unwilling? So I will cast her on a bed of suffering, and I will make those who commit adultery with her suffer intensely. I mean, these words, this is scripture, suffer intensely. God is a loving God, but he's a righteous, he's going to judge us. There is going to be a time of judgment. Every word that's been spoken, every thought that's been thought, we're going to be judged on it. Unless they repent of her ways. Unless they repent of her ways. I will, t I will strike her children dead. This is some grown words, y'all. Then all the churches will know that I am he who searches hearts and minds. And I will repay each of you according to your deeds. Now I say to the rest of you in Thyatira, to, to you who do not hold to her teaching and have not learned Satan's so-called deep secrets, I will not impose any other burden on you except to hold on to what you have until I come. To the one who is victorious and does, does my will to the end, I will give authority over the nation. The one will rule with them an iron scepter and will dash them to pieces like pottery. Just as I have received authority from my father, I will also give that one the morning star. Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear what the Spirit says. We keep saying the same thing. Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear what the Spirit says. I think everybody in here can hear. But are you listening? Don't listen to what I'm saying. I'm just up here just being trying to be obedient. Listen, read it for yourself. We got it. It's right here. This is the living word of God. We got it. To the church in Sardis, to the angel of the church in Sardis, right? These are the words of him who holds the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your deeds. I know your deeds. He knows your heart, folks. You have a reputation of being alive, but you are dead. Woo! That's, that's good stuff. Wake up, strengthen what remains and is about to die for I have found your deeds unfinished. We ain't finished, church. We, we are not finished. Upon salvation, that's when the work starts. We have to press on. It's not, it's not once I get to here, I can cut back. It's like put your head down and just stay. I mean, you, the prize is eternity with him. And, and, you know, we, we get caught up so many times doing, just like I said earlier, just doing all this stuff, and it knocks us off. But we got to get back on and just keep pushing forward. Whew, that just gets me excited. Just, I got I to read it again. I have known your deeds. You have a reputation of being alive, but you are dead. Wake up, exclamation mark. Mine says, wake up, exclamation mark. Strengthen what remains and is about to die, for I have found your deeds and finished to the sight of God. Remember, therefore, what you have received and heard. Hold it fast and repent. But if you do not wake up, I will be like a thief, and you will not know at what time I will come to you. 
this is to the church of Sardis, but I, I feel like it relates to every church. Yet you have a few people in Sardis who have not sold their clothes. They will walk with me dressed in a white, for they are worthy. The one who is victorious will, will, like them, be dressed in white. I will never blot out the name of that person from the book of life, but will acknowledge the name before my Father and his angels. Whoever has ears, whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the church of Philadelphia. These are the words of him who is holy and true. Thank you, God. Who holds the key of David. What he opens, no one can shut. What he opens, no one can shut. And what he shuts, no one can open. I think about my testimony. What he's done in my life. Nobody can take that from me. God brought me out of the sins I was in. Nobody can take that with me. I have unlimited, ample opportunity to share my testimony with people on a daily basis. You know, and nobody can take that from me. I know your deeds. See how it's placed before you an open door that no one can shut. I know that you have little strength. Yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. I will make those who are the synagogue of Satan who claim to be Jew, through, though they are not, but are liars. I will make them come and fall down at your feet and acknowledge that I have loved you. Since you have kept my command to endure patiently, I will also keep you from an hour of trial that is going to come to the whole world, whole, whole world to test the inhabitants of the earth. I am coming soon. I ask this question all the time, like when I'm talking to people sometimes about about their salvation, like I'm being just as real as I can be. We're sitting here right now. It's this 11:46. If the ceiling busted open and God spoke into this building, I'm coming back at 2 2:30 this afternoon. How would that affect when you when you walk out of here today? How would that change your, your thought process of he's coming soon like a thief in the night? Because it just got real, you know? We should be like that every day. We, we got to, I mean, Jimmy shared one time about, you know, being on mission. We got a five-mile radius, you know, around our house, and we all, I'm sure we all have neighbors close by. We got to be on mission. People are going to hell. In, uh, in June, it says, you know, snatch people out of hell. You know, bring them back. Snatch them. That's not a, that's not a, a easy, a, a snatch is an action word, a verb word. Go, snatch them. Pull them back. Don't let them fall. Keep pulling on them. Where'd I go? I'm coming soon. Hold on what you have so that no one will take your crown. The one who is victorious, I will make a pillar in the temple of my God. Never again will they leave it. I will write on the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which is coming down out of heaven from my God. And I will also write on them my new name. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the church in Laodicea. These are the words of the Amen, the faithful and the true witness, the ruler of God's creation. I know your deeds. That you are neither cold nor hot. 
you either on the fence or you fell down on the other side or you, you run into glory. I know your deeds that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either or either or either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, whew, neither hot nor cold, don't amen, don't amen me, amen the word. I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. I think about when I'm washing dishes. I wash dishes in my house. Amen. <laughs> there ain't nothing I hate worse than going in the, in the kitchen and we filled up the sink with water and I reached down there to wash the dishes and it's, it's lukewarm water. It's, it's, it's worthless. It's worthless. Be either, the, be either one or the other, you know. Think about hot water. Hot water will clean the grease right off. I deal with fire. My job, you know, is to manipulate fire. When that fire is hot and that fire is going, it's going they, there won't be nothing left. The trees will burn up. Any debris on the ground will burn up. You know, hot or cold, either or. Last week, we, we were trying to do a control burn off 17 and all the rain. You know, we tried to tell this landowner, it's not going to happen. It's just too wet. It's just too, it's too damp. It's cold. It's not going to happen. And we've we done everything that we could do. We poured fuel on the piles. We, we strung fire everywhere. And everything we do, it wouldn't burn. But when it's dry and it's hot and we light a fire, it's, it's, there's nothing left. There's nothing left. I know your deeds that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either, either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. That's some strong that's some strong stuff. I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. He don't want nothing to do with you. You say I'm rich. I have acquired wealth and do not need a thing. But you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to, be, to buy from me gold refined in the fire so you can become a rich you can become rich and white clothes to wear so you can make cover your shameful nakedness and salve, I say salve put salve, put salve on it to heal it right up and salve to put on your eyes so you can see those whom I love I rebuke and, dis and discipline so be, so be earnest and repent here I am, exclamation mark, here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they, will, and they with me. To the one who is victorious, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne just as I was victorious and sat down with my father at his throne. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says of the churches. And I'm kind of going back to some of the stuff I mentioned earlier when I was intro my introduction about Christianity and churches and how the churches would look if we didn't know any better if, if we only could open the Bible if we could only just open the Bible but you know we're, we're blind we're, we're brainwashed because ever since birth you know we've we, we associate church with a building a preacher that can throw down boy the preacher don't throw down we gotta go somewhere else and get it but a preacher that can throw down, the, the, the music's got to be off the chain. What does the Bible say? What does the Bible say how the church should look? Characteristics of a mission church. Committed to the scripture. Committed to the scripture. 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy 3, 14 through 17. You can't pull that up, can you, that fast? I, I, I threw that right on you. 
committed to the scripture, and I and I wrote down. I'm thinking about. I think you know, our knowledge, our ability to to be bold, to have power from the Holy Spirit, scripture, God's word. I think about a football player. Send that football player out there on that field without the the the, the helmet, the shoulder pads, and, and all the gear, and see what happens to him. They gonna they gonna kill him. They won't be nothing left of him. This. This is your helmet, your shoulder pads, your, your cleats. I'm trying to use analogies, y'all. Y'all ain't getting with me. <laughs> Armor. I, I love uh, the, the older the older fight movies uh, the, with the knights and all that kind of stuff. And armor. This is this is this is my sword. This is my armor. When I can go out and I can this is this is it. Nothing else. This is it. Nothing for me. This is it. This is God's word. This is what it says. Remade into a mission on people by redeeming work of the Spirit and the Son. Remade. Remade. Salvation. You ain't the same person no more. There should be a change. You are made. You are mission-minded. You are God's. You are a son or daughter of the Savior. Desire to be obedient to God. We got desires, but do we desire to be obedient? Godly worship. Preaching the gospel, worship freely and boldly. Church on mission understands that has been sent by God as a missionary in his or her own culture. That goes back to what I was saying. Who can you share the gospel with every day? I guarantee you I could. I don't have a lot of money, but I can put it on all the bill. I mean, you, you, there's opportunities in your face every day, but are you mission-minded? Are you looking for it, or you want God to put it in your lap? And even, even if he does put it in your lap, are you going to be obedient? And I, I feel like so many times, too, you know, so many times you push the Holy Spirit away. You're, you're going to get numb to it, and you're not going to recognize it. Share, show, embody in Christ. Boldly and intentionally promote the gospel through making disciples. We have our connect groups. That's what our mission is in our connect group is to make disciples. Not to hang out for two or three years and eat and just talk about religion, I mean uh, politics and what's going wrong at work. It's to be on mission to make disciples so we can plan another group and then we can grow and we don't even need this building. We don't need this building. We can have, we can have just, I didn't know it was. <laughs> but we, 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 can, we can have our church in all our houses. You know, we don't have to have this building. It could be right there. It, we could just infect Jenkins County and the surrounding counties by just being obedient to God's word. Multiply. Don't stay the same. Dependent upon the Holy Spirit to empower believers. Whew, the Holy Spirit, boy, that's that's good stuff. Proclaim, proclaim the truth with boldness through dependence on the power of the Holy Spirit. Acts 4, 29. Acts 4. Yeah. You probably can find it quicker than I can. 
I missed the last one, didn't I, Russ? Consider their, treat, their, their, their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. I, I struggle with this. This, this. But when I read the scripture, it gives me confidence. The Holy Spirit gives me confidence and gives, empowers me to speak. Thank you, God. Relationships, sacrificial love, sacrificial, sacri sacrificial love. The church is not seeing Jesus the culture is not seeing Jesus in the church. Ask yourself that. I mean, you, ask yourself that. Does Jenkins County see Jesus in Connection Church? How about other believers? How about other Christians within the church? Do they see Jesus in you? Deep love. self-sacrifice, commitment to relationships, pursuit of unity among the community of believers, and a goal of a common mission. We've got to be mission-minded. Walk in community with others as Jesus pursues them in this way, in, the, in his way, and in his timing. We've got to walk with people. That's something I struggled with a while back with Connect Group is, is the dirty situations and the hard-to-deal-with situations it ain't going to be easy all the time. I didn't think it was going to be as hard as it, it has been, but, you know, we have to walk with these people, walk them out of the sin, walk with them. Matthew eleven nineteen talks about Samaritan, the woman at the well. You know, Jesus, you know, Jesus met her in her time. He saw, you know, he saw how broken she was, but he went to her. We got to go. We got to go. We got to, like I said, we got to be on mission. We got to go to these people. Church shouldn't be somewhere to go when you don't have anything to do. That's pretty strong. It should be a way of life. If it's raining, it's snowing, it's tornadoes are coming, church should be a way of life. It should be, Jesus should be the way of life. Not church, Jesus should be the way of your life. He should lead your life at every step you take. Bible says church, the body of Christ, hands, feet, arms, toes, and head. There's all kind of parts to the body. We all have our place. But you know, your hands get dirty sometimes. And your feet, you might walk in a little mud or you know, you might have to shake it off sometimes, but the body of Christ, one body. But we all got to be plugged in together. Does it really matter where we gather? You know, I mean, it don't matter where we gather. Nothing in the Bible says that we got to gather in a nice, pretty air conditioner heated building. Maintain holiness in love through church discipline. We got to fight to be holy, church. We got to pursue holiness. Every day we got to die to ourselves and become more like Christ. Every single day. If not, one day of not doing it leads to two days of not doing it, and the next day is three days of not doing it. We got to die to ourselves every day. Look at Jesus. If just 
I don't. Have, I could just sit down right now, just read the Bible, look at how Jesus walked on earth and how he loved people and how he was on mission to do what he had to do. That's, that's our, what's the word? That's our example. I mean, that's, I, I could... I could, I could sit up here, if I was bold enough to preach in front of 15,000 people, no matter what I preach, it's all about him. It's not about me. It's not about Jeremy. It's not about Francis Chan and Billy Graham. It's about you and Jesus and you becoming more like him. No, none of the stories I can, or the analogies I can read, is gonna, none of it's going to matter if you don't want more Jesus and want to be more like Jesus. Nothing else matters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what my heart desires. That, that's 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 what my heart desires for the church, because I know what it feels like to feel that feeling that I can't describe to y'all. The the feeling I have of of His presence is so overwhelming. Sometimes I like I said, I get to where I I, I get in my truck and I just cry. Or I can hear the song like I heard a while ago, and it just—I just—I just want to cry because I'm so broken, and you know, it, it just—it feels so good to be alive and, and to have that connection with God. That when you get it, you ain't gonna lose it. You ain't gonna lose it. You're not gonna fall back because if you got it, you're not—it just ain't gonna happen. You're gonna be right there with Him. You're gonna—you're gonna—you're gonna yearn for that relationship. You. When you're not in a relationship, you you know you're not in the word, and you're not praying. You're gonna feel that. God, I gotta get back to you, God. I can't function without you. That's how we gotta be. We can't function without Him. We won't be successful without Him. It's all for Him and His kingdom and His glory, not ours. And we got to we got to keep telling ourselves this every day and fight against everything that the world tells us is the opposite because it's wrong. You know, if, if you're if you're fighting if you're fighting the fight and you, you don't feel like you're walking with Christ, then then you need to come today. You, you God's word says, "Let it go, give it to Him, give it to Him today." Quit holding on, quit being the same, quit walking in the same sin, quit quit holding back. I, I feel like so many times I've held back. Quit holding back. Give it to God. Surrender your lives. Change. Don't be the same. Don't be the same. Do y'all get tired of just being the same thing? Don't y'all want to see something new happen? Don't y'all want to get excited about Christ? I do. Man, like I, I got like a like a little there's a little ball in here, and I'm I wish I could get it out better, but I'm it's all it's like I'm digging, I'm digging, I'm digging. If it ever turns loose, just I'm gonna knock the doors in the wall down. That's how I feel sometimes. You know, we got. God is mighty. He wants us. He loves us, and he's going to help us, but we got to surrender and just, can't get the word, but y'all got, y'all feel me? We got to get, we got to get that. I, I, however, you, you got to, we got to surrender your life, and you got to be close to Christ, and you got to love him. You got to pray. You got to worship. You got to be, a, you got to be connected with the Holy Spirit, and you just got to, nothing else matters. Nothing else really matters. I can sit, like I said, I can sit up here all day long, and, and, and fumble with my words, but I thought about that this morning. I was like, no matter what I say, if they don't want it, it ain't gonna matter. I, I could I could come up with some good, maybe read some good stories or 
analogies, but it, it, when they leave here today, if they don't want it, they're going to walk out and they're going to be the same way and they're going to come back in the next Sunday. It's going to be the same thing. It's going to be over and over and over and over. Uh, I do have an analogy that I wanted to share. It's really good. <laughs> and I'm not going to say it good as this guy said it, but this is, this is a guy that, that uh, he, he claims he had a vision of going to hell. And and he didn't want to share his experience because he felt like he didn't want to be remembered for the guy that, that went to hell. But he, he, he was saying that, you know, God done it or whatever happened because he wanted to be able to come back and testify to it anyway. And he had people that was, that was bashing him about it. And he said, well, let me give you an analogy. He said, there's this, there's this guy, really nice guy. He lives on the other side of town. He, he built this he built this. 10,000 square foot beautiful house he's got the pools, he's got the tennis courts he's got whatever you could possibly want there I mean it's the best place to go it is the, it is, that's it it's the bomb, everybody's talking about it you're going to go out there because you want to be a part of it, you want to go I just, man I got to see this, I want to be I want to I wanna, I wanna move in this house because this is the place to be and you go out there and you, and you knock on the door and the door opens and he answers the door, he goes hey my name's my, my name's Rick and I want to come in there. I want to live with you. I, I want to be in this house. He's going to say, I don't even know you. How, why would I let you in my house? I don't know you. Why would I let you in my house? I mean, it's like, man, he's got to know you. You've got to have that relationship. We talk about it all the time, I feel like, you know, but that's, that's it. You've got to have that relationship. One more analogy. It was just good. Same guy's having a party at this house. And everybody wants to go to the party, but but some people don't know how to get there. They don't know the directions. And he gets he gets his paper and he writes the directions down on the paper and he gives it to you and he said, Here's the directions to my house. If you want to get to the party, then this is what you got to do to get there. You take the directions. Well, I, I don't want to go that way. I'm going to take a ride on this road, and I'm going to take a left on this road, and I might go five miles up this way, but, but I'm going to get there. So what I'm thinking, I'm going to get there, and he said, no, this is directions to my house. This is directions. This is the directions to my house. We have to follow the directions to get this house. That's all I got, y'all. But if you're fighting the fight, tired of fighting the fight like I was a few years ago like I said earlier I, I, I believe with all my heart this, this, and I'm not saying this to put pressure on anybody but it's just how I feel because we dirty people we fight with stuff everyday we dirty people we, we, we should surrender and submit to him daily and this is the place to submit to him and if you don't know how to do it Jeremy, myself the prayer team Man, just come see us. Just don't feel pressure. Just come see us and talk with us and share what you're going through. And we can walk you through that, pray over you, just be there for you and love on you. And that's what we want to do. That's what we all want to do. We want to love on you and bring you to Christ. That's all I got. I'm going to close this out. God, I just... Uh,
God, I just want people to know you. God, I just uh, I want people to feel what I feel, God. I pray for, uh, God, if there's just one in here today, Lord, that feels it, God, I pray that they not, not, not sit still, God. Just I pray against the complacency, God. I pray against the stillness, Heavenly Father. I pray that you lift that from this person, God. God, I pray that they can surrender everything that they have you. God, I pray for change in people's lives, Heavenly Father, God. I pray for radicalness, God, because I know you're a mighty God. I just, uh, I feel it so much in my life, God. And I just, it's overwhelming to me, Heavenly Father, so much, God. I pray for against the chains of uh, the world that, that just holds us down, God. I just, I pray that they be broken in the name of Jesus Christ today. God, change us to be a people, God, that that when other people see us, when non-believers see us, God, that Jesus is what they see, God, not ourselves, not our dirty, ragged selves, but I pray people can see Christ in us, God. And if there's anybody here, Heavenly Father, God, I just pray again, God, lift them up, God. Give them the ability to be bold. Set them free, God. Set them free. God, just uh, make us more like you, God. We just pray for that. Lord, I pray as we go out today and, and we love on these people in our community, God. I pray that we can we can really we can really love on them, God, like you called us, like you loved us, Jesus. That unconditional, deep love that nobody understands, God, but only you. We can only get it from you, Heavenly Father, God. And I just uh, I pray that it, it oozes out as we leave this building today, God. I pray that we be a people that's on fire for you, God, and not not idleness, God. I pray against idleness. I just God set us on fire, God. Let us be the change in the corner of the United States of America starting in Jenkins County, Scriven County Burke County God, whoever, God, I just pray that we be that radical change God and we be on fire for, 